Okay, people, it is that time again. So let us get into a new Echo Chamber episode, shall we? Yeah, I mean, so we are going to look at, as we do, the UK box office, this time for the weekend of the 17th to the 19th of February. Okay, so at number 10, we have the new one from Darren as an Aaron, Darren Aronassus as you know the dude, right? It's the whale, which was written by Samuel D. Hunter, starring Brendan Fraser, Sadie Sink, Ty Simpkins, Hong Chow, Samantha Moulton, Safia Sidharan, JC Sink, and uh, William Shajuduk. Okay, at number nine, we looked at it a few weeks back. It is plain. The new one from Jean Francis Rickett, written by Charles Cumming and JP Davis, starring Gerald Butler, Mike Cutler, Yuzan Ann. Daniela Pineda and Paul Ben Victor. At number eight, it's the new film from Sarah Polly, who co wrote with Miriam Towles. It is Women Talking. So it is starring Ronnie Mara, Claire Foy, Jesse Buckley, Francis McDormand. Judith Ivy, Emily Mitchell, Kate Hallett, Liv McNeil, Shayla McCarthy, and a host of others. That means, people, we get to our number seven film, and it is the 20th, 25th anniversary re-edition of Titanic, written and directed by James Cameron, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, Billy Zane, Kathy Bates, Francis Fisher, Gloria Stewart, Bill Paxton. You know, although I have not seen that film. Yeah, I know, kind of crazy. I probably will get around to it at some point, someday, you know. At number six, people, it's the new one from M. Night Shalahan. It is a Knock at the Cabin. He co-wrote it with Steve Desmond and Michael Sherman. And it's starring Dave Bautista, Jonathan Groff, Ben Aldridge, Nikki Amahuka Bird, Rupert Grint, Abby Quinn, Christine Coy, McKenna Kerrigan. You know, so we are now in our top five. All right. So at number five, people, it is Epic Tales. All right. The new animated joint from Jean Francis Tusti, Eric Tusti, and David Alou. They all wrote and directed it. And we have a voice cast of. Casey Chase, Christopher Limon, Emmanuel Coutil, Michael Dew, uh, France Confique, 
Jerome Poulouse. All right, so at number four, Cameron's new joint, Avatar The Way of Water. Right, this one he co wrote with Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver. And we have Zoe Salander, Kate Winslet, Sam Worthington, Sigourney Weaver, Stephen Lang, Giovanni Rabisi, Bailey Bass, Chloe Coleman, Jermaine Clement, Cliff Curtis, you know, right? At number three, it's the latest, I believe this is the last one as well, installment of Magic Mike, Mike's Last Dance. Directed by Stephen Soddenberg, written by Reed Carolyn, starring Channing Tatum, Salma Hayek, Kathleen Gerard, Nancy Carroll, Christopher Lee Emby. Right at number two, it is Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Right, this is from. Um, Joel Crawford and Janelle Macedo, right? It is written by Tom Wheeler, Tommy Swoodloo, and Paul Fisher. And we've got Antonio Bandaris, Salma Hayek again, Harvey Gullion, Francis Pugh, Olivia Coleman, Ray Winston, Samson Kale. John Maloney, Wagner Mora, Divine Joy Rudolph, all lending their voices. And our number one film this week, it is Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania. Right, this is from Peyton Reed and written by Jeff Loveness. Right, starring Paul Rudd, Evangia Lilly. Um, we got Catherine Newton, Jonathan Majors, William Jackson Harper, Katie M. O'Brien, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Douglas, Bill Murray, Randall Park, Corey Stoll, Lorendo Twy. So, yes, people, that is our top 10 films in the UK this week. I feel it's time to get into our film, shall we? All right, buckle up and let us get this up in. Okay, people. So first up, we've got a new shutter joint. It is Knock Ebo. Okay, so just checked out a new shudder psychological horror thriller called um oh I, i'm not quite sure i know how to pronounce this uh nocebo n-o-c-e-b-o i feel that's how you would say it um it's the new film from director lorcan finnegan and it was written by garrett shanley the film is produced by brunella Cochigilia, um, Emily Leo is executive produced by Marlon Vogelaskang, 
uh, Bastan Cyrodot, uh, David Gilberry, Chloe Garbe, and Maxine Cotre. Uh, uh, oh, actually, and along with Bianca Balbuna. Um, it is also line produced by Patty Lapis and Mary McCarthy. Jose Boon Camino handled the music. Jacob Kig Kigowoski and Radek Ladzuk. Handled cinematography. Tony Cranston edited the piece. Uh, Julia Harkin and Nathan Toff were on the casting. Um, Benjamin Padero and Lucy Van Lonkhuizen were on production design. Um, art direction was Fiona Cunningham. Set decoration is Micah Seravino. Costume design is Lonnie Prentagast and Carlo Tabja. Uh, we got makeup and hair, all of that goodness is Orla Carroll, Zoe Gibney, Lynn Johnston, Tom McInery, Aisling. Nam Nairin, Connor O'Sullivan, Raj Parsha, and Matthew Smith. So our cast, we have got Christine, played by Eva Green. Felix, her husband, is played by Mark Strong. Uh, her daughter, Bobs, is played by Billy Gadston. Uh, we've then got Diana, played by Che Fonancia. Um, her, no, Liz is played by Kathy Beltron, and Diana's husband, Juma, is played by Anthony Falcon. Yeah, I don't think we get the the name of Diana's daughter, though. Uh, so the gist of the film is this. A fashion designer is suffering from a mysterious illness that puzzles her doctors and frustrates her husband until help arrives in the form of a Filipino carer who uses traditional folk healing to reveal a horrifying truth. So, now, mm, I don't really feel that's completely true, right? It's one of those weird synopsises that we get, because I think a husband kind of gets what's going down, you know? Um, but it's just, doesn't, like, although, you know, I mean, we get an explanation from him, it's... It's not like he's put something in place to try and correct that issue, which is, it's an odd one. There's certain things we don't necessarily get a full explanation on, you know, 
but what this film does kind of try and do is show the repercussions of the fashion industry, right? And how grimy it is. Now, all stuff that we've heard, you know what I mean? Like, just all those stories of sweatshops and the hours and just those conditions, you know? We've heard about all the tragedies that happen, the con like people being locked in these hot rooms, you know what I mean? This film, it kind of tries to paint that picture for you and then craft this story around all of that. So, you know, it starts off, right? We've got this uh, fashion, um, gosh, what do you call it? You know what I mean? Like Fashion Week and they're walking down the thingy and doing all the stupid dance and all of that shit. Right, we get one of those, but with little kids, which is even creepier than the adult shit, right? And everyone's smiling and thinking, oh, this is fantastic, right? And it's interesting because like a lot of films these days, it starts off midway or with something that's happening at the end, but you just don't know. And then we like jump, you know, a year before, right? This one, it shows you something that actually kind of gets revealed at the end. We understand the whole ramifications of a certain thing, which um, is definitely interesting because we, we see this, situation happen and then we jump forward eight months right and christine is ill she's using one of those kind of breathing masks in bed and looks like a whole darth vader sort of situation you know um but yeah it's you know she's having difficulties she's taking all these tablets and then diane turns up you know it's like Christine is clearly struggling. So she gets help. And yeah, there we go. We have Diana. And it's like, there's definitely a weird thing with Diana, right? You you get this kind of like, oh, what? what what's happening with her? Like, like, she's friendly, helpful. But you just, there's a weird sense around her. And as the film progresses, right, more and more is kind of revealed in these flashbacks. And I think at the start, you can, you might have an idea of what might be going down, right? But you, you're not quite sure and how it all ties together, you know? There's a thing being, it's like the designer doesn't often make the clothes. You know what I mean? That's someone else. So it's always wondering, huh, what's the what's the deal here? How how does all this tie together? And what's you know, why is Diana? Because you you get sometimes this little glint of Right? It's just like, don't close your eyes when you sleep. Yeah, I mean, it's that kind of glint that you're just like, yo, 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 what, what just happened there? What, what's going down? You know what I mean? Uh, and, and so 
yeah, this, this whole thing is revealed. And, you know, we see certain things about Diana's life, which, you know, in the present, you're kind of thinking, well, that's not there. So something has happened, but we're not fully sure, right? Because people often go and work places and send money home and just all of that kind of thing, right? So you're not quite sure. And the other big thing, because there's ticks involved, like we know ticks can really fuck people's equilibrium, equilibrium, equilibrium. Hmm. It it can mess with people's senses, okay, uh, and and make them do things right that aren't there. Right, aren't true, you know. It's a whole thing with like Lyme disease. You can feel that there's, I feel it's Lyme disease, or it's an offshoot of Lyme disease, right? It, it can feel like you've got things underneath your skin, you know, which is crazy, right? It can give you all manner of different forms. So, like, ticks are crazy, crazy things. So, with that, it's like. Is this straight in her head? Is this really an illness? You know what I mean? You're, you're kind of like, whoa, what is happening here? Right? You don't quite know, which is, right, super interesting. That, that makes it that little bit like, hmm, which is cool. But, yeah, as the film, you do learn more. And you are like, oh. Because, you know, people aren't necessarily likable, right? But the more this film goes on, the more you're just like, God damn it. Yo, that's some fucked up shit. That's some crazy shit. Which is, um, yeah, it's handled pretty well. Solid performances, like Mark Strong. Does a good job as Felix, her husband, Christine's husband, because you get that. You know what I mean? Because he'll be like, "Oh, I care," but then there's still that aloofness, right? It's when he's talking about the food, you're like, "Oh, oh, this is," you know. But it's like talking. It's that person talking about stuff who has never had any interactions with anyone from that country. You know what I mean? kind of keeps to himself, doesn't feel that he's, you know what I mean, prejudiced in any way, but he's definitely got some prejudices, you know what I mean? So it, we get this interesting story. Now, there, there is kind of things that you think, ah, it'd be good to get more, right? So of like, what has Mark done to, well, Felix, you know what I mean? What has Felix done to try and help Christine here? You know what I mean? Has, has he tried to look into a psychologist? Has, have they gone to private help? Like, what have they done? You know what I mean? It'd be good to maybe get that, right? And, and just some of this other stuff. Like, why was Christine where, she, where we actually find out that she was, you know? Like, just all of these kind of things, you know, like, she does say, one part, she used to be more involved, you know, but now she isn't, 
you know so th there's definitely certain things like what's the the, the mask in bed for right it, it, it's just like i think some of this might flesh things out a little bit more but yeah this is an interesting flick you know it definitely paints a picture and it just yeah god damn you do feel uncomfortable you do definitely oh, feel like, yo, that's messed up, man. That's straight messy, right? There's, um, gosh, I feel it was called The Mosquito Court, right? It's, a, it's another Shudder exclusive, which, um, yeah, has the kind of feel of this one, you know? So I, I would say if you liked that, then, uh, you know, this will work for you. I'm trying to think of what else, you know what I mean? You might kind of be like, oh, yes, I enjoyed that. So I, I, I might take this. Um, I don't know, like Sissy in a way or Raven's Hollow. You know what I mean? There's kind of, because like that thing going on, but it's like, is it in someone's mind? Like, what? how palpable, culpable even, palpable, how culpable are they to this situation, right? There's there's those similar threads running through those films, you know? So, yeah, I, I kind of tie those together. But, yeah, I feel it's a, it's a, it was a solid flick, man. It was a solid flick, well-directed, kind of, you know what I mean? making you very unsure about what you were seeing a lot of the times, you know? So, yeah. yeah people. Um, Nocebo. Yeah, it is now available on Shudder. So, if you like that psychological thriller kind of vibe, then this could very well be for you. Okay, and now we have a new joint from my peoples at Alternative Current. It is time for the subject. Okay, so the good people at Alternative Current hit me up with this next one, right? It is called The Subject, and it is directed by Lainey Zippo and written by Chizia Hutchinson. The film is, um, it is produced by uh, Lainey Zippo, Megan King Kingery, uh, Galia Eden. It's executive produced by Annabella Acosta, uh, Jason Biggs, on Honjon Ellis, Chazia Hutchinson. It is associate produced by Janelle Noel and Latressa Baker. 
It is also line produced by Aubrey Smythe and Jess Wise. Doug Warm, yeah, Warm Ball handled the music. Darren Joe, cinematography. Sophie Marshall edited the piece. Casting is Destiny Lily. Production design is Chantal Demaral. Art direction is Emily Steiker Epstein. Darceline Torres was on costume design. Hair and makeup, we have Siobhan Bird, Shiana Elrich, and Andrea Savadira. Uh, production management, Aubrey Smythe and Jess Wise. And our cast. Well, we have got um, Jason Biggs as Phil Waterhouse. We have got... Um, Huh. Okay. Um. I think he's yeah. I think his girlfriend is Jess, right? Jess Rivera is played by Annabelle Acosta. Um. I feel that's right. You know. Um. We've got Malcolm Barnes played by. Niall Bullock. Uh, we've got Jake, played by Nick Abiel. Tony, played by Zach Callahoon. Um, Kwame Johnson, played by Caleb Eberant. And his mum, played by Hilary Townsend. Um... Peter is played by Brian McManamum. Um, got Langston played by Ivan Moore. Jimmy played by Dominic Marcus. Ralph played by Dan Caro. Uh, we have Jean Carlos played by Jordan Diaz. Killer, played by Vanessa Aspiliadka. Anna, played by Louise Ozuna. Um, Marley Reed, played by Cara Patterson. Greg Starr, played by Duane Cooper. Alicia Ferris, Played by Christine Renee Miller. Um, hmm. There's a lot of different people up in this. Um, huh, I can't find. Oh. Yes, Malcolm's mother uh, 
is played. Like the order of these things on IMVD is insane. But yeah, his mother is played by Ajuna Ellis. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Gosh. Yes. Anyway. Oh. Okay. The gist of the film. Right, it follows a successful white documentary as he deals with the fallout from his last film, which caught the murder of a black teen on tape, while he shoots a new doc series for a major network. Someone films his every move, threatening his idyllic life. Now, this is. Definitely an interesting film, right? Because I will say, at first, I wasn't completely convinced, right? I was a bit like, I mean, it feels a little predictable, right? You could see some of the things that were coming and all of that. But where this film shines is the questions asked in the interactions, right? And all of that starts to really come through as the film is going on. And I'm very glad. I'm very glad that's the case because, you know, the the director of the film, um, Lanny Zippo, you know, I've, sadly died last year, you know, in a hit-and-run car accident, um, which is a horrible shame, because when you, you know what I mean, look into it, she was, man, she, you know what I mean, she was doing a lot in her community, right, helping playwrights and just prisoners and just all manner of different initiatives and things such as that, so, the fact that her last film, I believe this would be her last film, it, it, it is very impactful, you know? And it leaves you thinking. I think that's, that's a testament to, to her, right? And the way she gets these performances out, you know what I mean? I think I think that is a legacy to leave, right? Which is great. This night, I'm, I'm she, you know, obviously it'd be far better if she was still alive, but I think her her loved ones, her family, can look at this and just know that she did a great job, right? Be proud of what she did. And as a thing, it's like. You know, when I say, like, at the start, it felt a little predictable, but the performances are still good, right? And I think as the film then moves on, you can see the hypocrisy in some of those earlier interactions that felt a little bit stayed, you know? Because we have got... um Phil, 
right? He he's constantly looking at this video, this interview he had with Malcolm. And he's asking Jess, be like, you know, Jess is just like, stop watching the film, you know? Like, it's great. You did great. You're good, you know? Giving him positive affirmations. And it's just like, and you're wondering, okay, what happened, right? We then, through the film, you learn it's been two years since this thing happened and you're not quite sure what happened right or i mean after a while you look you you understand this thing you know certain thing happened to a person but you're not quite sure how it happened right how would you feel you know culpable for something like this right what was your part in it Right, you're a documentary maker, you know? But, yeah, as the film goes on, you're looking at Phil, right? Because it's just like all of these, I'm such a good guy, you know? All of these things that he's trying to put out into the world, you're kind of calling a little suspect, right? You're kind of calling just what he's doing a little suspect. It's like this TV series. I think, what does he call it? I think it's Homies. Oh my gosh, bless me. Uh, sorry, people. Hope that didn't hurt your ears. But yeah, this TV is called Homies. And you're just like, oh no. What the fuck? And just some of the things he says about people behind their backs and just all of this. And so you're just like, yo, what the fuck, man? Then you have this other incident that goes down, which it's something you can see, I think, a mile off. And you and then the explanation is just like, yo, what? That makes no sense, homie, because you're getting that, right? And so you have all of these things that you're just like, what the fuck? But it's... It's this whole question about his culpability, right? And then it's the kind of the culpability of someone in those positions, right? Like, what should you be doing? How should you be acting, right? And you can think of all these other things that have happened in Hollywood, Right, you know, when when you watch um, stuff like Bombshell, you know, about all the stuff happening at, uh, it was Fox, right? I think it was Fox, Rupert Murdoch, all of that kind of business. And it, you, you're looking at it, and there's a lot, everyone knew, right? Everyone knew what was going down, but no one did anything. Like, the secretary knew. She's letting people in there, not warning. Like, it was just like, yo, where does the buck stop here? Because obviously, the people committing this crime, they're foul. But if you knew and didn't do anything, what does that make you? Now, that's completely different to what this is. But it's one of those things, right, which you then have to ask that question, 
right? And it gets you thinking. And so someone's like, I'm, I, I didn't do anything wrong. I was just doing my job. Like, I'm helping. I'm a good guy. But more, as more and more stuff is revealed, that is all, you know, thrown into question, right? Because it's just like, why would you say that thing? Why would you shut that door? Why would you do that? Right? And then especially as we get to the end, some of the actions, some of the, you know what I mean, responses, you're just like, yo, son, that's some crazy shit. Right? And you can, you know, make any sort of justification. But does that warrant that? You know what I mean? And so all of that, all of that jumps out, right? It's through the actions, the performances, you know, the, the things that are said, which really brings all of those things, that narrative to life. And that's why the, this film becomes very powerful and very thought-provoking, which, you know, as I said, it's great because it, it means that she has left this thing, this conversation piece in the world, you know? It's not completely perfect, but we get some really good performances here, you know? And especially, because as I said, at the beginning, I wasn't completely sold, right? I wasn't so sold by Biggs, but as I said, as the film comes on, it's like, Phil, you needed that beginning, right, for the real impact of well, what we have at the end. You know, so yeah, like last week we looked at the inspection, and I think this is kind of like a, a, a similar thing, you know, in the vibe, the tone. So I would say if you like the inspection, then um, the subject I think will be for you, you know, it's uh. Yeah, look, it, it, some of the things aren't for the faint-hearted, right? Just for the ramifications, some of the actions, right? And you see some of that shit. So, you know, it, it, it can be a bit rough in places. But I feel you can't shy away from these things, right? You can't shy away from these topics. So, yeah, I definitely feel the subject is something to uh check out so uh, yeah it is um now available on all your favorite streaming platforms people so yeah check it out the subject okay people so our next film i think in the review, I said it's from Shudder. It isn't from Shudder. This is from the great people at Lionsgate, right? Oh, my, my, my mind is going crazy on me. But yeah, this is a Lionsgate joint. And um, yeah, it's another great one. It is The Offering. Okay, people, so... Yeah, oh man, just checked out the offering and whew, 
<laughs> this is definitely a creepy one, right? It's directed by Oliver Park and written by Hank Hoffman, who came up with the story with Jonathan Younger. The uh, film is produced by Jeffrey Greenstein, Hank Hoffman, Yariv Lerner, Sam Schultz, Les Weldon, and Jonathan Younger. It's executive produced by Trevor Schultz, uh, Tanner Mobley, Avi Lerner, uh, and Boaz Davidson. Uh, it's co-executive produced by Victor Hadidia. Um, and Lonnie Ramati. It is line produced by Veselin Karajov. Um, and also Valentin Dimitrov. Okay, so Christopher Young handled the music. Lorenzo Senator cinematography. Michael J. Duffy and Simon Pierce edited the piece. Casting was Daniel Hubbard and Mariana Stancheveva. Phil Philip Murray Murphy 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 handled production design. Ivan Rankhelov was on art direction. Set decoration was Arta Tovzi. And costume design is Anna Gelinova. Right, Vera Boyadravev, Chris Lyons, Boyka Madonova, and Yana Stoyanova were on uh, makeup and effects. And boy, they did a great job. Now, our cast, well, Arthur is played by Nick Blood. His wife, Claire, is played by Emily Wiseman. Um, his dad, Saul, is played by Alan Cordoner. Um, Saul's assistant, Hamish, is played by Paul Kay. We've then got Chaim, played by Daniel Ben Zenu. Uh, there is Sarah Shindal, played by Sophia Weldon. The uh, Yozali, played by Anton Trendafilov. Um, Adia, played by Megalina Karalombova. Um, Levi... Siegelman is played by Jonathan Younger. Um, Moish is played by Veliza Binev. Shanna is Jody Jacobs. Um, I feel that's probably our, our main lot of people. Um, Abazu is Boyan Anez. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the main group, right? So the gist of the story is this. 
in the wake of a young Jewish girl's disappearance, the son of a Hasidic funeral director returns home with his pregnant wife in a hopes of reconciling with his father. Little do they know that directly beneath them in the family morgue, an ancient evil with sinister plans for the unborn child lurks inside a mysterious corpse. Yeah, <laughs> people, this film is straight daylight watching. It is. God damn. Makes you nervous. <laughs> it makes you know, like we see this whole thing at the start, right? This ceremony and just all of this stuff, and it seems to go wrong. Like there's manipulation. There's all of these things that you're just like, yo, what the fuck? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Right? And then we we see the end of this whole sequence, and you're thinking, okay, did that work? What's going down? Right. Then we've got Arthur and, um, you know, his uh, his wife, right, Claire. They're traveling home. And you know that it's, there's some tension there, right? There is a big thing going home to reconcile. There's been something going on. We don't know what, Right. So it's all a bit, and then when you find out, you know, there's other stuff there, it's just like, it adds to that tension. Now, we, at the beginning, you're not quite sure what the timeline is here, right? Was that beginning sequence in the past, and now this is, like, sometime later or anything like that? But then we realize, no, 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 that that just happened kind of thing. And the story then goes from there, but it is just, oh, it's rife with just plausibility, right? You, you buy the tension, you buy the animosity between some characters, but then you can also see that there is this love affection you know what i mean it's like the whole family unit and the, you know the, the those bonds built in youth you can see that's all still there right which then makes certain things that seem like betrayal even deeper so all of this is working and then you have the creepy shit right and it's one of those ones and you're watching and you're like no 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 you leave right you leave the fucking house. What are you doing? Right? And firstly, it's just like, why aren't you telling someone when you do a thing? Right? And you're just like, what are you doing, people? What are you doing? Right? It's it's really good in that effect because you see certain things. You're like, yo, what, what, what was that? And then things just, I jumped a good few times. A good you to, I ain't gonna lie, people. Man, had me on edge. It really did. Which is, um, you know, I say it's great. <laughs> it's technically not the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it does mean that the film is having an effect, right? 
the acting was solid. The acting was very good because you believed it all. Right? You believed it all. And you could understand Claire doesn't really know what's going on, but she's trying to stick by Arthur. Right? Hamish, you, you can see he's very protective of Saul. Right? And all of that, you, you get. You really do. So it is. <laughs> this film, if you liked stuff like The Cleansing Hour, okay? If you liked, um, what else would we say? Uh, there was a film called Sun, right? Um, boy. Oh, which other ones? They like they live in the grey. That's another one that seems very much in the vein of. Now, these, you know, what I mean, it's not like these films are necessarily similar. Like, there's another film called Sater, and another one called Caveat. It's just that these films, those other films, are creepy. Right, those other films like really suck you in and, and make you believe in this shit. Right. So I, I would say, yeah, if any of those films were like, yo, love that shit, then I definitely feel that the offering is gonna be something for you, people. I really do. It's on Shudder, right? With and, you know, by now, if you don't have Shudder and you're a horror fan, what are you doing, right? So, yeah, people, if you, um, you know, and, hey, we, like, we looked at Attachment recently, which was another great film seeped in Jewish folklore, right? Just like The Offering. Because it's all around this, you know, these Jewish legends and stuff like that. So if that's your cup of tea, then, uh, yeah, you will definitely want to watch this. But I say, make sure <laughs> the lights are all on, right? Don't be watching this in the dark room, people. That would be some crazy ass shit. But yes, the offering, it is out. Go have a gander. I mean... <laughs> if, uh, yeah, it's not going to stop you from sleeping, that is, people. Be warned. Okay, people. So, as we draw to a close on another episode, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of films, shall we? So, I forget, like, sometime last year, you know what I mean, came word that Netflix were making a film about the gorillas. Not gorillas in the mist type of gorillas, people, but the fictional band fronted by Damon Albarn, right? So they were making this animated feature, which seemed out of nowhere. But you also then figured, oh, there must be a new album coming, which there is. But it seems that with all the shiftings and, you know, all of those shenanigans happening, the film is now being shelved. So 
who knows if it gets shipped anywhere else you know what I mean shopped anywhere else even but yeah it's not going to be at Netflix um right so Sean Levy has a new film coming called Boy Band it's going to be for Paramount and it's going to be starring Ryan Reynolds now, there's no real words on what this film is going to be about. I imagine it's going to be a fictional boy band and looking at, you know what I mean, possibly the contriveness of it all, right? Something like that, I imagine. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's being written by... Um, Jesse Andrews, and I think Reynolds is co-writing it with him. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. It could be okay, right? Not everything is going to be for you. So we'll see, right? Um, So uh, this one I was a bit surprised at, but there was a film called My Spy, which uh, I think it dropped last year, right? Or maybe, or was it? It was during the pandemic. Oh, yeah, so it wouldn't be last year. Well, kind of, I don't know. When did this shit end? Has it ended? Who the fuck knows? Anyway, no, I think it came out at the beginning, right? 2020, um, dropped on Amazon. Um, Yeah, so it's getting a sequel, right? Which, uh, yeah, I I was surprised. So Pete Pete Siegel is returning to direct. Um, John and Eric Hober are writing the script. And we are getting, you know, um, a lot of the original cast back, right? So that's Dave Batista, Chloe Coleman, Kristen Shaw. Ken Hyun, they're all back. Um, and it seems we have additions now. So Anna Faris, Craig Robinson, and Flula Borg are all joining um, this one, right? Which is, uh, I think this one is a straight Amazons film, right? I believe the original was from another studio, and it got... Um, like with these ones, it got shipped across to a streaming platform. You know what I mean? That's what often happens. But yeah, so that's what's going down with this. Now, um, what did they say to see? I think, do we have a storyline? I forget. I think, yeah, I think they're going to Italy. Something like that, right? Um, yes. So, Sophie, who's now a teenager, right, convinces JJ to chaperone her school choir trip to Italy. They both unwittingly end up pawns in an international terrorist plot targeting CIA chief David Kim and his son, who is also Sophie's best friend. I mean, sounds a little predictable, but, you know, we'll see. I haven't watched the original. Was it good? You know what I mean? Let me know, people. Give me the give me the 411, right? 
Um, so Eli Roof has a new film coming called Thanksgiving. Uh, it's based on um, the faux trailer that he produced for Tarantino's Grindhouse. You remember those, right? It's it's crazy that was 16 years ago. Wow, it like it doesn't feel like it was 16 years ago, but supposedly it was. So yeah, like a few others, I think um, Rodriguez kind of ha has done. Uh, he did uh, Machete, right? So um, and I think someone else did a, a lot. Has kind of taken their trader and made a feature. So yeah, he, you know, Roop is doing similar. Um. It follows, so it says this new film is going to follow a killer in a pilgrim costume who visits a small town in Massachusetts with the hopes of creating a carving board out of the town's turkey-loving inhabitants. And it's going to be starring Addison Ray. So, um, you know, I think supposedly she's well-known. I don't know. Um, also, we've got Patrick Dempsey, who's going to be the sheriff, right? Ruth is directing and producing. Uh, Jeff Rendell is going to be writing the screenplay. And Roger Birnbaum is also uh, on producing duties. So there we go. Now, in other news people right we i mean we we you know we've got ant-man and wasp out but we know right one of the later films in this phase is thunderbolts right and we know that um you know we, we've got like florence Pugh, we've got harrison ford julia louise dreyfus olga kronenkenke Right, um, John, Hannah John Carmen, right, Wyatt Russell, David Harbour, they're all there, Sebastian Stan, right, which is like, ooh, okay, this will be fun, right, um, it's being produced by Jake Scheiser, uh, but we also have some new people coming on board. Which is, uh, you know, what I mean, a lot of fun, right? So we are getting, um, is it Ayu Ederebi, right? Who was in the bear recently, and now we've just found out that Stephen Young has also joined the cast, right? So these two. Uh, are playing new characters, which will be interesting. Will they be characters that have been part of the Thunderbolts over the years or something completely new? Who knows? Who knows, right? But I'm I'm excited for this one. You know what I mean? So this one was kind of crazy because Warner Brothers have just signed a new deal with the Embracer Group to acquire the film rights to Lord of the Rings, right? So Embracer Group went and bought all the licensing a few, a couple of years back, 
and Amazon then made a deal with them for TV rights. So Warners have got the film rights. Now, you might be like, what? It wasn't that long ago that we had the, you know, Peter Jackson trilogy, which is true. So luckily, they're not trying to remake. Supposedly, they're looking to tell new stories, which I don't know, right? Because what I heard with the Amazon stuff, because I always thought it was based on Tolkien's The Lost Tales. And there's a low, there's a good few volumes of The Lost Tales, right? Christopher edited them. And they're all the kind of legends that we get kind of, you know, purview to within The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? So I thought the Amazon series was going to be based on those. But then I heard they don't have the rights to those. So the thing is, will Warners have the rights to those? I don't even know. So it's just like, how will this all work out, people? How will this work out? Yeah, I have no clue, right? Now, Warners wants that, you know, they're saying they want to get back to the heady days. You know what I mean? Be a powerhouse again. So, yeah, they they really want to, you know what I mean, bring rings back, right? Batman did well, so they're looking to really get those big guns going. Now, what is interesting is Peter Jackson... Fran Walsh and Philippa Boyens put out a press release. Well, a bit of a statement. And they said, Warner Brothers and Embracer have kept us in the loop every step of the way. We look forward to speaking with them further to hear their vision for the franchise moving forward. So, unlike the Amazon series, which didn't involve them at all, the film's might, which, you know what I mean? Look, I love the Lord of Rings films and the Hobbit films. I will say, you know what I mean? Maybe not as strong as the Lord of the Rings. Still good, though. I still did enjoy them. I still do re-watch them. So having Jackson and crew on board would keep that tone, which I'm definitely all about. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens with all of this. You know what I mean? Do I necessarily want more Lord of the Rings films? Not really. But if Jackson is involved, I would feel that we're going to get something good. You know what I mean? So we'll see, people. We will see. Now, let's end on this one. Right? So if you were a fan of... um, Kazu Izahori, you might be very happy to hear that his um, book, The Buried Giant, is coming to the big screen, right? And it's coming from the, to the big screen from Gelmoro del Toro. I probably pronounce his name wrong. I feel I do that a lot. Right, but yeah, he's doing it. It's going to be in the vein of his recent Pinocchio stop motion. Now they call it animation, right? I feel stop motion is a different thing, but yeah, he he is uh, bringing this to us. So um, 
You know what I mean? If you enjoyed Pinocchio, there is that. Now, um, Scott Stubber from Netflix said, Guillermo del Toro is a visionary filmmaker and master of his craft. We couldn't be more proud of the prestigious recognition for his Pinocchio, and we're pleased to be continuing our creative partnership as he develops his next project with Netflix. Um, so, yeah, I think Del Toro says a little sighting, sighting. Yes, he does. The Buried Giant continues my animation partnership with Netflix and our pursuit of stop motion as a medium to tell complex stories and build a limitless world. It is a great honor and greater responsibility for me to direct this screenplay with Dennis Kelly and I are adapting from Kazero Isahiro's profound and imaginative novel. So, um, yeah, people, there you go. There you go. Right now, enjoy your films, right? Always feel free to leave a comment. You know what I mean? Share with your peoples, right? And um, we will see you again next week. All right. Happy film watching. Peace.